Hey Facebookers, welcome to Health Hackers episode number three. My name is Gemma Evans. I'm a TV presenter and journalist here in the UK, but this is my series just for Facebook, dedicated to interviewing some of the most influential and pioneering health figures. And one of them is sitting next to me right now. This is Natalie Pennycock Collier. Hi, well pronounced, thank you. I know it's a mouthful, isn't it? Natalie is a hypnotherapy specialist. She's an anxiety and sleep expert and a mind coach. And you work with all kinds of people, athletes, young people. Yes, one-to-one. So we have Natalie with us for the next 30 minutes. And I want to put all of your questions and comments to her. And if you see me looking down a lot, it's because I've got my laptop right here. So is Natalie. (laughs) But I've got the live feed so that I can see what you're saying and your questions that you're asking so I can put them to Natalie for you. Now I need to check one thing. Can you all hit the like button if you can hear me loud and clear because I need to check that you can hear us. If you can hit like for me, that would be wonderful. And the final thing I need to say before we start chatting to Natalie is the legal bit. We can't give any medical advice. This is just an informational entertainment chat, really. We're gonna get to know Natalie and talk a bit about what she does. And if you can think of anyone who should watch this episode, tag them in the comment section. Thanks, Dean. Thanks for letting us know you can hear us. Um, Right, so let's get started. Let's have a little chat with Natalie to begin with about what it means to be a mind coach. What do you do day to day? I know, it's an interesting concept, right? But I guess the simplest way to describe it is actually I'm interested in human potential, but particularly human performance when it comes to well-being. So more than marginal gains that we talk about in sport. There's so much that an athlete can do in terms of mindset, but also what they do in the day and, of course, sleep, which we'll talk about in great detail we shortly. Can, we can talk about sleep, first of all. Yeah, of like. course. Um, give me your questions about sleep, people. Um, what do you think is the most common problem among your clients to do with sleep that they would come and seek your help for? Yeah, well, actually, more often than not, they don't even believe anymore that they can get a good night's sleep. So there's so many limiting beliefs and, of course, long-standing habits and behaviours, even as much as being told by your parents, you're just like me, you're never a good sleeper. They kind of store that. Yeah, so it's so much of it is around unlocking belief to say, actually, if you prepare your body and the steps in the right way, and, of course, get education on sleep, then you can allow a better quality sleep. It is available for everyone. Your body wants to sleep if you do the right steps beforehand. So, so you think that's the biggest problem that, that people you see have? They, they believe they won't ever get over a sleep issue? No, it becomes an ingrained habit. And of course, they think that one night equals the next night. And it becomes this fear of not being able to sleep. Yes, and that's well, actually even, that. more, even more powerful. And then, of course, it becomes an expectation. And we know how they... Those role. Yeah. We become our own movie directors thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not going to feel well tomorrow. No. I'm not going to be able to remember. I won't be able to focus. Exactly, accessing. I won't be able to film health hackers. <laughs> um, in fact, one of the questions we had, uh, Rosie has asked, yes, how, do you, Rosie. how do you help control a mind full of self-doubt and what-ifs, especially worse at night time? It's huge. Well, the one thing that we have to do is we have to reframe it. We have to accept that it's there really helps to journal around your sleep. What is that what is that radio you? So for you Rosie, radio Rosie, what is that that constant feed that you are saying to yourself? 
what are the thoughts and what are the stresses? And a lot of the work that we do um, is on a Sunday night kind of reset whenever I'm working one-to-one -one with an athlete or with someone else that's interested in getting a better night's sleep is to look at those things. How quickly can we move things out? Can I do anything about it? Is it important? Start to have a really objective view of what's going on in your head and also the kind of language. You know, we know words have power, which is why I'm a hypnotherapist and it can be really useful to reframe that. Do you, um, do you hypnotize your athletes? Yes, but let me stop you right there. We're changing the language. We're calling it mind's eye visualization. It's been around for thousands of years and the power of positive affirmations. It's not like stage hypnotism. It's a deep level meditation, a deep level relaxation. The perfect point where you're just about to fall asleep. So it's about reframing your relaxation. Is that because when you're just about to fall asleep, your, your mind is most relaxed, exactly. most susceptible it's to impressions? Well, now we've got an fMRI scanner and the, the new research in, in neuroscience and positive psychology, behavioural psychology. We know now, we don't just have to trust and believe that it works. And that's why it's making an appearance in the Olympics. It's a really exciting time to be a hypnotherapist. We can see when you're in a deeply relaxed state with an fMRI scanner, that every part of your brain is lit up, not just the logical cognitive function at the front, accessing all areas. So then with your athletes, yes. can, you, can you train them to win a race based on their mindset? Of course we do. I did a, I did a research. <laughs> How do we do this? Well, we're I, don't, I don't think Natalie's going to reveal who her athletes are. But I'm, we, well, I'm not allowed to. I'm bound by confidentiality. However, I'm really happy to share some of the tools and techniques. So it's the power of visualisation. I recently had the pleasure of the company of Sir Chris Hoy, and I told him what I was doing in sport. And I said to him, look, you know, what's the best thing you can say to a teen athlete so that I can pass it on right now? How do we inspire that next generation to be a multiple, multiple, multiple Olympian? And he said... I win the race every night before I go to bed. I take it down in my mind. So he imagines Ma he's running... Absolutely, it's rehearsal. Yeah. So, so don't worry too much around the word hypnotherapy, okay? It's about positive visualisation, making those steps, becoming your own movie director. And that's the brilliant thing about our mind. We do it to ourselves every day. We imagine a future that hasn't happened. Good or bad, most of us imagine yeah. a reality that hasn't actually happened or ruminate on the past. Mm. Use that time. And also, the reason why it's exciting to be in sport is actually, at the moment, we're, we're talking about those breaks. You know, if I'm talking to a performance director and saying, okay, taking the technical aspect aside, what is the downtime to maximize sleep potential? But instead of just scrolling on your phone or playing PlayStation yeah. like athletes did, stuck in a hotel room or with, without their family yeah. and friends, yeah. out of a scenario. Why don't you use this time to prime your subconscious? So it's utilising that downtime to actually say, let's load into our subconscious mind. So all, Winning of, a race. So all of that downtime, when they're just chilling out, yeah. <coughs> they could just start visualising winning, winning, winning. Absolutely. Or also things that they want to work on, or working on deep self-belief, bringing up those memory marbles. When was that time that you were in a flow state? And this is, aside from athletes, this is useful for us all. When is that time? Use your imagination. When are those memories that you felt 
calm at your best? What did you look like? What did you feel yeah. like? How was your tone of voice? So it's just using the power of the mind. You could just keep point. replaying an image of you doing something really well, and even that would help. And which exactly? You wow. Can do, there's, there's steps that you can do yourself, self-hypnosis. But of course, when it comes down to working with athletes or with anyone that wants to have a higher performance well-being or to do something actually that they're a little unsure of like mm. public speaking or yeah. Facebook live or yeah. talking or a presentation some some human that wants to do something better visualization is key absolutely key and it's easy to do really easy to do so uh, we're getting a few more questions here. Some yeah, more on sleep. Eve wants to know, why do we need to sleep so much? Why is it so important? <laughs> okay, so sleep is a huge subject. We've only got 30 minutes to really educate you and excite you. I would go as far as saying it's not even a pillar of well-being. It's the very foundation wow. of life, of everything. We are all solar-powered human beings, animals, every cell in our body. And the easy way I like to describe talking about the importance of sleep when I'm talking to kids, teen athletes that may be 11 that think, why do I need to care about sleep? No, I want to be active in the day. Think about it like a Swiss army knife up here. There isn't a single biological function that isn't enhanced in every way when we sleep. And that also comes when we deeply relax. So it's about the quality of your sleep, not just about lying there tossing and turning at night, with your mind elsewhere, trying to sleep, yeah. thinking and ruminating <clears throat> about the next day, that's pointless. It's about training your awareness on your body. And what do you look like calm? If you stay calm, you give your body the best opportunity for sleep and a deeper quality sleep, not a junk sleep, not going to bed highly caffeinated and trying to, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I'm all about a 360 well-being. What can you do? What can I do every day to tune into my body and my mind, listen to those signals? When so you, do I yeah. feel tired? If you just lie there and you can't sleep or you can't go back to sleep if you've woken up in the early hours, you can just be calm. Well, Tell that's yourself easier said be than, okay. That's easier said than done. I okay, that's infuriating so So... The number one thing you can do if you wake up at night, and in fact, I'm happy to say it happened to me last night. I woke up at 1.30. I actually went to bed too early. I never wake up during the night. But it was interesting for me to say, okay, I've, I've given myself almost, I've had four sleep cycles. Tonight, I need to not take that extra time. I need to play around for me. So the number one thing that you can do, instead of going into your mind and thinking, and turning on the tap of stress and anxiety. Instead of thinking, oh gosh, and getting frustrated and agitated, you are literally turning the switch of life on in your body. What you need to do is accept that you're awake. Sense of humor and curiosity. And easiest way to get out of ruminating your head is to do a mindfulness body scan. So take your focus and your awareness down to your toes. That's the quickest biohack to get away from a uh, overactive mind really? to, your thinking. to your toes a body scan in mindfulness and meditation always starts from your toes and actually this gives us an opportunity in a busy world to be mindful I'm awake so what's the next best thing I can do for my well-being not sitting and planning my day thinking what have I got to do 
or thinking I'm not going to do it well. So hypnotizing yourself that tomorrow is not going to yeah, be good. Yeah. Say, actually, this gives me five minutes. Breath. Breath is your remote control. Do some yoga breathing. Deep, deep breathing. Yeah, there's a, a lot of breathing patterns that are out there, which is fantastic to use. The, a nice one to do to calming your parasympathetic nervous system is a 7-11 breathing. So if I'm awake and I don't need to be, having that acceptance to think, what can I do to respect my body and to invite it back to sleep? Dial down my mind and my body. Shift your focus to your toes. Do a gratitude. I've already been scan. really relaxed. <laughs> I think you have. You have a voice. It's so relaxing. <laughs> Dial down. Just like you chill out. I'm gonna listen my to this. Therapist voice. Yeah, your therapist voice. <laughs> we should ask um, Natalie to do some hypnotherapy voicing for us. We, should, we should do. At some One of you guys needs to ask. I can't always ask her to do that. I'm really happy to upload a sleep hypnotherapy at some stage for you this year let's do that yeah let's easily do that so i'm just gonna cover this yeah. so remember okay you're awake you don't want to be how do you get out of the what ifs and the stressing judging mind shift your focus down to your toes do a gratitude body scan release spend a moment and train your awareness muscle Okay, this is what athletes are really good at. They're so hyper aware of their body, but also their attention muscle. Using your breath to focus and release that tension in your body. That's how you invite yourself back to sleep. Remember that you can have control, but it's about shifting that mindset to say, okay, if I'm awake, what's the next best thing I can do? Uh, Patrick wants to know, yes. does social media affect sleep patterns and how? Of course it does, because it robs sleep. Um, this is huge at the moment. I'm doing a tour of schools and universities, really empowering them. Um, I'm doing a Kamarama workshop, and I'm really educating them on sleep to say, this is where there is well-being gained. Guess what? Even the word midnight Think about it. Break it down. Is it the middle of your night? No, it's not anymore. We know mm. now from research that actually we're getting one to two hours, and this is research from a few years ago, less sleep than we were 60 years ago. Wow. Imagine this generation. Before, I'm nearly 40, and it used to be that the after the uh, 10 o'clock news, there was nothing interesting to try and get my attention. There wasn't iPhones. There wasn't any interesting no. TV, to my mind, to keep us up. Now we can just keep yeah. flicking and strolling through. So Netflix, it's keeping us awake then, it's social keep, media is keeping us Social awake. media is keeping us awake, okay? So think about it. But you're allowed to watch this if you're trying to go to sleep. You <laughs> can course, watch this on social media. Because it's enhancing your well-being. You know, I often watch a TEDx yes. talk. You know, It's always oh, about yeah. learning. I never like to say I am the expert. That's a closed mindset in itself. We, we think always, you're the expert, though. We always should be learning. I've bought some covers for my mobile phone. They're called... Yes. Um, they, they just filter out the light. I can't remember the brand name. But um, they just take off... The blue light. Exactly. So, so it so helps affect the chemicals in your brain to help you chill out in the evenings. And, and sometimes I just put my phone on night mode as well. Night, night shift mode is the number one thing. And that's what I'm trying to say to the kids and the teenagers at the moment, particularly as they're going through exams. Turn it to night shift. If you must watch TV to wind down, that's okay. We've got to be modern. We've got to be realistic. It's not about saying have no tech for two hours before bed. It's about thinking what 
media am I going to consume? Is it something that enhances my well-being? Is it educating me? Is it not elevating my heart rate if I'm going to watch Question Time and get really agitated and frustrated about politics? Be smart. You know, think about it sensibly. Understand that having a lower heart rate before bed is key here. Do the things that you love. Reading, writing a journal, watching TV, but make sure, beware of that blue light. It's like looking at the sun. Yeah. Literally, it's, when we look at technology now, and in fact, I'm doing a lot with hotels. I won't mention any brands. It doesn't matter right now, but so many hotels are putting more and more tech into the rooms to impress clients, but there's constant beeping yeah. and little constant lights buzzing, going on. Keeps it right. yeah, we need no, yeah. the veil of darkness, and that's really relevant for athletes but relevant for any of us if we're traveling or if we're doing shift work get an eye mask or make sure it's inky dark black and have a red light. red light is key at the moment i'm using it for my kids so many children and families that i work with supporting their sleep they buy these fancy night lights but actually having a red light an amber light is key and i think my mum got me one for Christmas a couple of years ago. So we've got thanks, mum, if she's watching. And <laughs> she's it on sits the in the bedroom, and I have it on at night, and it does help me to just feel a bit more relaxed and chilled out. Exactly. Well, well, it's not only that, but actually, every cell in your body is sensitive to light. So it's actually about you giving yourself the best opportunity to sleep. If you're serious about your well-being, yeah. your mental health, which means you should be serious about your sleep. Start getting smart on the ways that you can enhance your environment. You know, so many people I work with, and athletes included, now the power of FaceTime, I can say, show me your bedside table now. And they say, no. And I say, show me, be honest with yourself. And it's piled so high phones, with exactly, tablets. phones, tablets, tech everywhere, okay? So this is just a warning to you to say, if you are serious about your sleep, I don't want to see you in my sleep and anxiety clinic. I want to help you right now. Do the things that you can do to become your own sleep coach. Have a look around and keep that tidy mind. Give yourself the best opportunity with your environment, even if it's just your bedside table, okay? Make sure it's clean. Make it a temple to sleep, okay? Make it a temple to well-being because if we sleep well, that is the best thing that we can do for our mental health and well-being. This is amazing advice, and Facebookers, I'm loving all your questions. Keep We've only got in. Natalie for another 10 minutes, because oh, she's no, got to sorry. go off and see another athlete <laughs> to help someone else. Okay, so, let's, um, let's get specific. I so want to answer your question. Dean so. says he works permanent night shifts, and he okay. finds it hard to sleep during the day, and he only gets three to four hours sleep. That's during the day. Any tips for, for somebody who's a shift worker yeah. that would come to your clinic? What kinds of advice do you give them? I'd love to ask him, how do you relax? Because if you're not able to sleep during the day, remember that a meditation or mindfulness, if you give yourself some no tech time during the day, perhaps two smaller bites, if you're really finding it hard to have a sleep during the day, gift yourself 20 minutes of dialing down your nervous system. So no tech lying down, resting your body. Remember, rest is almost as good as a micro-sleep during the day. Because oh, we're lowering our brain waves. So start to keep a journal of what you can do. Start to try to give yourself 15 minutes more sleep. So, you know, or even half a sleep cycle, which is 45 minutes. Remember, we sleep in cycles. So 90 minutes like cycles. And it's like a staircase down. 
and up again. And if we wake up and give ourselves a clean 90 minute sleep cycle, then we wake up refreshed. When we wake up and we're giving ourselves this kind of on-off snooze, remember what we're doing. We're turning the switch of life onto our body and then we're jump-starting it like a car mm. all the time and we don't feel refreshed. So particularly mm. for a shift worker, pay more attention to your caffeine intake. I would go as far as saying, and in fact, I, I'm working with... Um, a sleep brand, a mattress bed brand at the moment for workplace well-being, and a lot of their factory workers have to do shift work. So we're really talking about that quality downtime during the day. Go outside in the morning, okay? When you come in from your shift, powering yourself up with daylight will help you feel better, but also send that daylight to every cell to work in rhythm with your body. And then when you want to have a nap, make sure that you're away from technology in a dark, quiet place and giving yourself that time. And don't worry, rest is as good as having a nap, okay? That, that has made me most comforted, I think. <laughs> hearing <laughs> that rest is fine, so if I'm lying awake, it's okay, I'm resting. Exactly, uh, resting your body and your mind. And training your calm state, okay? Once we start getting more specific, so many people don't know what they look like and feel like when they're relaxed. Can you get yourself into a more relaxed state see it as a challenge a well-being challenge uh sam would like to know do you have any tips for getting back to sleep which i know we've discussed but sam's is quite specific because yes. she says if she gets woken up by something like her partner's alarm but she's still really tired and but can't get back to sleep is it still the same lines of just rest breath the body scan yeah there's so deep, breathe deeply absolutely remember breath is your remote control i can't say that enough it empowers you to improve the quality. So send your breath focus down towards your core. Remember, there are no thoughts in your core. It's an easy way, again, to get out of an irritated mindset. Shift your awareness down towards your core, down towards your toes, okay? Give yourself that time, calm relaxation, and you will fall back asleep if you need to. If not, if you are woken up and you're finding it difficult, just do some slow movement. Having a gentle stretch is also so beneficial to the start of your day. Working in harmony with your body, not getting outside and straight away going for a run, just being easy with yourself. And we're doing this more now in elite sport as well. Making sure we're not stressing the body in any way. So if you wake up, don't go into a mind stress. Work with your rhythm. If you feel like going slow, go slow. Okay. Craig says, what foods and what is the optimum time to eat prior to sleeping at night? Well, so we, are there any foods that can help us sleep? Yes. Well, there's the biohacks, as we call them. So anything with tryptophan is amazing. There is a lot of research uh, going on around some berries at the moment. I'm not sure of that. I'm not a nutritional therapist. I know that you've got some great people mm. coming up on your show that I think can talk about that. But really think about this. Most people in my clinic and most athletes wake up at night because it's stress or anticipation or anxiety. How do we not feed anxiety metaphorically, but also with the actual food that we eat? So making sure that we have natural foods, stepping away from high sugar. Sugar feeds stress and anxiety. And I know I think you've got some gut um, specialists or you just had him on yeah, before. Yeah, we had to last week. love the research at the moment um, that's going on around gut health. And of course, we know uh, through mindfulness and through research and through 
neuroscience that actually we almost have a second brain in yeah, our gut, which is brain. really exciting. Um, we we have an equivalent of a cat cat's brain in our gut, and we know that in my line of work, that's our subconscious signal. So anything you can do to create balance in terms of what you're eating, start to get that mindful respect. Slow your eating down. Make sure you're not eating two to three hours before. A lot of athletes as well need to make sure that they eat high levels of magnesium and take a good quality supplement. Mm. That's really helpful in supporting the nervous system. Relevant for us all. You know, I'm not an athlete, okay? But it's really important. And some of the teenagers that I work with in schools that say, think of yourself like a well-being athlete. Do you want to live in a high-performance mode or just a normal mode? Think about it. What are the things that you can do? And that's the really exciting thing, taking it down from sport. So having a more mindful approach to your food and diet, but also to alcohol mm. too. So many people I work yeah. with, really be honest with yourself. Alcohol, yes, we can sleep on alcohol, but we don't go down to the same quality of sleep. We sleep in a lighter, mm. fluttery sleep. It's not as restorative. I guess with alcohol as well, there's like this blood sugar peak when you're drinking yeah, alcohol exactly. and then it drops and wakes you up yeah, in the so, night. So people do say, oh, I can sleep, I can fall asleep when I have a drink, but it's not the same. You're not going down to the same levels of quality of sleep. And if you think about that Swiss Army knife of well-being, you remember your mind is 30% more active when you're sleeping than when you're consciously awake. And that's pretty cool to know. It's housekeeping, it's getting rid of toxins in our brain. There isn't a single function that isn't reset when we sleep. So you want to give it that best opportunity. Mm -hmm. Really respect sleep and relaxation. We've got a few more questions. I yes. think we're gonna get through everybody's I questions. Know, I'm really sorry, we're gonna have to do a, a, a follow-up Facebook Live with you. It's a huge subject, okay? Huge. We're whistle stop touring. I wanted to get on to talk to you about fear and anxiety. And yes. Public speaking is something that a lot of people have a fear of. And I wondered if you had any tips for people who hate public speaking, but they've got to do a speech at a wedding or they've got to do something big. How can they change their mindset? Can they train themselves to enjoy public speaking? Yes, this is what I do every single week. The amount of people that are in the workplace are actually starting out in their careers and actually it's holding them back having these irrational fears. And actually it's something they may not have tried yet before, but again, it's about being a movie director and the power of our imaginations. We're imagining the worst outcomes. You've got to work on your self-belief about not aiming for perfection. It's about progress, it's about feeling human. Think about what you're trying to convey. What's your message? And most importantly, what's your intention? You know, make sure you've done your practical steps, you know your subject, but it's always best when we speak from the heart. We don't try to have this over-scripted view. That's when we influence people, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to empower people. Think about it like ears listening. What is it that you want them to hear? And make sure that you're congruent with it. And that's what I mean is by being truthful. And of course, spend the time rehearsing. You can do self-hypnosis techniques yourself. Imagine yourself standing up, think about your body language. Confident people when they walk into a room do not walk in with their eyes down, okay? They walk in with their eyes slightly above. Use your shoulders and your relaxation techniques. Think about speaking with your body before you even open your mouth. That's the first impression when somebody comes on. Don't hurry onto the stage or hurry into the room and always start 
a speech or presentation with thanking people for being there. Just that power of pause. Stand content in your own space. Immediately allows people to relax. When you convey a calm comfort in your own skin, before you need to dazzle them with expertise, you don't need to do that. Just really bring yourself into that present moment now. The calmer you are, the more you'll be able to access every part of your mind and everything you've rehearsed. We get into a flow state. We use our breath and we use our body language, just like an athlete. That's how we get into a higher performance mode. I feel so relaxed right now. <laughs> and talking of thanks, I yes. want to thank you, Natalie. Oh, we've run out of time. We've run out of time. It's 10 o'clock and I don't want to hold you back from of going course. to see your athlete. I'm sorry, Facebookers, if we couldn't get through all of your questions. Um, we're going to have to do a follow-up. Yes, I'm like, really happy to do a really specific... Perhaps we might do a shift worker specific because it's, yeah. it's a huge part of modern society now. We're not expected to work nine till five. So how can we be in optimal performance mode when it comes to sleep? And of course, this is affecting our mental health, which is huge. There's so much that you can do. I hope I've given you some useful tips and expertise. Remember, oh, yeah. sleep is the foundation of well-being, a Swiss army knife. Breath is your remote control. And if you want to get out of an overactive mind, start to find your own mindfulness and self-hypnosis techniques, taking that energy down to your toes and back up. Lots of people saying thank you. Oh, okay. excellent. Thank you. Sorry um, we've run out of time. It's huge, time. exciting subjects. But yes, let's do a follow-up. Follow really... In fact, put in the comment section, hit the like button if you want to, us to do a follow-up, and then we can let you know when it is. And if you hit like on my page, then you'll get a notification when we do that follow-up. And for everybody that's tuned in today, I would really love to follow up with a sleep hypnotherapy. Um, if you contact... Yeah, let's, let's yeah, right contact on my page. for you. Write on your page, and I will send you a personal sleep hypnotherapy that is a health exclusive <laughs> exclusive offer and once again i have to remind you guys that we can't um say that any of what we've been talking about is your medical advice if you've got a serious issue then we encourage you to go and see your health practitioner yeah of course but um natalie we've loved having you thank you and i'm glad to be empowering you about modern hypnotherapy it's fantastic for sleep and mindfulness I'm going to say goodbye. Bye. I'm going to lean in to turn off the live. Have a happy Sunday. Bye-bye.